Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2 are uh, the scriptures for today. And while you're turning over there or preparing to look up on your phone or on the screen, I want to say hello to those who are live streaming and listening to us today, maybe driving up the road. And we, we welcome all of you today. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely, and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who for the sake of the joy that was set before him endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God, the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. A little boy spent the weekend with his grandparents, and he got to go to church at Grandma's church on Sunday. This was a first for him. Grandma's church was very different from his own church because Grandma's church had big, beautiful stained glass windows, kind of like we have here, except that in Grandma's church, they had windows that reflected the saints. They had St. Matthew, St. Mark, St. Luke, St. John, and a bunch of the other saints, and he loved the stained glass windows as I love the stained glass windows. He just couldn't get over the light coming through that beautiful glass. And he went home and at lunch he was telling his mom and dad about going to grandma's church. He was so excited and they said, what did you like best? I liked the windows the best. Well, what did they have? The win- what were in the windows? And he said, the saints were in the windows. And his mom thought this was a teaching moment. So she said, son, what are saints? And he thought for a minute, and he said, Mom, saints are people that the light shines through. And I thought, that is the perfect, that's the most perfect definition of a saint I ever heard. A saint is somebody that the light shines through. Haven't you noticed people in your life that it just seems like the light of God shines through them in a special way? That's who we remember today. And I just have just two simple questions for you today uh, on All Saints Sunday. Question one is this. Who are your saints? Who are those people that God's light shone through for you? I think I've told you uh, stories in my life about my mom, about my grandmother, about different people in my family who were special to me. Uh, Today, on this All Saints Sunday... I'm remembering my Sunday school teachers. Uh, In my elementary Sunday school years, I had two Sunday school teachers, and they could not have been more different. One was a a lady named Miss Clara. Miss Clara's a a sweet, mild-mannered, kind of plain uh, lady, very loving, very patient. And just to tell you the truth, we just ran all over Miss Clara. She was a pushover. Miss <laughs> Clara let us get away with it. was just chaos in that room when Miss Clara was there, and she would just sit there, just long-suffering Miss Clara. But she loved us so much, and so despite all the chaos, we learned something in Miss Clara. Now, Miss Faye was our other elementary teacher. She could not have been more different. Whereas Miss um, Clara was plain, Miss Faye was fancy. She had um, 
bright red lipstick on every Sunday uh, that I remember her. And whereas Miss Clara was, was mild-mannered and quiet, Miss Faye was a drill instructor. She had a wooden yardstick, and she, would, she wouldn't hit us with it, okay? You know, she would smack that table and make us jump, and she ran a tight ship, Miss, <laughs> Miss Faye did. And whenever we got rowdy, smack, that yardstick would hit the table. And whenever we looked like we were about to get rowdy, she would look at us with her piercing eyes and raise one eyebrow, <laughs> only one. And we all acted like we were afraid of her, but we really loved her because she loved us. And we learned a little bit. And then there were the junior high years, and those were the years I had Miss Marjorie. And Miss Marjorie is probably responsible for discipling me and my friends growing up more than any single person that wasn't our family. Miss Marjorie was a hero of the faith. She was... She was so loving to us and so patient. And I want to tell you what, we were in junior high and we were horrible. We were, we were just unteachable many times. I know that we drove her crazy. I know we did. It was our job to drive her crazy. It's, it's just, it just comes along with being in junior high. But the light of Jesus shone through Miss Marjorie. And because of Miss Marjorie, I am who I am today because the light shone through her. And my high school years, I was still going to Sunday school. Can you believe that, Amy, in my high school years? And we had Miss Aline Blanton, this sweet little lady. Growing up, Miss Aline had a general store that was just down the hill from the church, and it was called the Jot'em Down Store. You can't make this up. I promise I'm telling the truth. The Jot'em Down store. And when I was a little kid, my dad would take me in the Jot'em Down store, and I would get a Coca-Cola in the bottle, and I'd get a pack of peanuts, and here's what you do. You drink a couple of swigs out of the... Y'all nod your head if you know what I'm talking about. You drink a couple of swigs out of the Coke, and then you pour the peanuts in there. Some of y'all think, well, you were like Little House on the Prairie, Pastor Sam. Some of you are Googling Little House on Prairie because you don't even know where that is. But Miss Arlene was, she got the dubious job of being our high school Sunday school teacher. I can see her there in her dress and her little string of pearls. And she stood at the front of the table and she was so patient with us. We were all lounging around like we were just too cool for Sunday school. This was the 70s, and Sunday school was not at all groovy. So some Sundays, I know, all she could do was love us because she couldn't teach us. We knew it all, you know? But I found out, working with youth and with children, some, sometimes you can, all you can do is love them, but if you love them this time, maybe you can teach them something the next time. And all of it worked together um, and I wouldn't trade anything for those years because as I look back on that Miss Arlene Blanton loved us we knew that that woman would have walked across burning coals for us and we loved her back we called her granny everybody called her granny and the light of Christ shone through granny 
and we could feel it. We could see it. So, who are your saints? Who are your saints? Close your eyes for just a moment. Unless you're listening live stream and you're driving along in the car, don't do that. Don't do that. But here, close your eyes. Picture them for just a moment. Picture those people that God's light shone through. Maybe a favorite teacher. Maybe it was your grandparent or aunt or uncle. Okay, now open your eyes back up. If those people are still living today, go see them. Go tell them how much you appreciate them. Go thank them for what they did for you. They will appreciate it so much, and you'll get a blessing out of it, and God will smile because you did that. Be thankful. And now, if those saints have already gone to be a part of that great cloud of witnesses, then just in your heart say thank you. And just treasure that memory. Now, question number two. Question number one was, who are your saints? Question number two is, whose saints are you? Whose saints are you? It's our turn now. The scripture today, Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, says that we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. One of my favorite images in the Bible, if you're a sports fan of any kind, you maybe picture a stadium in your mind. Um, I, if you just can't conjure one, just Jordan-Hare Stadium, just for instance, just it could be that one. Could be Bryant-Denny, could be, you know. But just picture that stadium. All the people in that stadium are all the saints who have gone on before us and they're cheering us on. Can you hear it? They're just cheering us on. And what a cool thought that is. What a great image that is. But you know what that means? It means we're still, we're still in the race. We're still, on, we're still on the field of play. It means that we still have to be engaged. If you don't hear anything else I say today, hear this. We can't afford just to be spectators. Because people are counting on us to let God's light shine through us for them. We can't afford to be spectators. There's too much to do. So being engaged, okay, not just being there, but being really present and engaged means we have to do a couple of things according to this scripture. Lay aside every weight, it says, and the sin that so easily distracts us. When I was in high school, I had a friend that ran track, and he was really fast. And one of the reasons he was fast was that he, uh, he wore ankle weights during the school day. I don't know if they do that anymore, but he did. And we would make fun of him for wearing his, his clomping around in his ankle weights. But after school, when he went to the track and he got ready to get down in that starting block, he would lay aside those weights. You see what I mean? Lay them aside because it's time to run the race. What are the weights that you need to lay aside so that you can run? Is it a, is it a weight of, of guilt for something that you've done that you don't think God has forgiven you for? Is it a weight of, of unforgiveness or, or a fear of worry? Uh, maybe you feel like God's angry with you about something and you, you haven't made that right with God. 
just do something for me. I had you close your eyes and just a little uh, while ago, but this time just take a deep breath and just imagine yourself laying that aside. The race is too important to be carrying all that stuff. The sin in our lives that we don't take care of with God is what distracts us. The weight is the guilt of the sin that we haven't confessed or the other stuff that we carry around with is like a big old backpack. Lay it aside. It's too heavy. It's too heavy. We don't have time to carry that. And then after we lay aside the distracting sin and the heavy weight, it says that we have to run the race that is before us looking to Jesus. Looking to Jesus who is the pioneer and the perfecter of the way before us. Who were your saints? Who was there for you when you needed the most? Who let God's light shine through them? And now, whose saints are you? The thought of that can be kind of scary. Like, I don't know, I don't know what to do to be someone else's saint. I don't know what to do. But we don't have to guess because the way has been laid out before us. You know, when I was in the second grade, my teacher, Miss, Mrs. Hughes, uh, had above the chalkboard an alphabet strip. She taught us how to write in cursive, and she had the alphabet strip above the chalkboard. And all the ABCs were up there in perfect form with little arrows to how you start first and we practiced every single day we would try to make our ABCs look like that alphabet chart ABCs and we would concentrate and we'd grip our little number two pencil so tight and some of us would stick our tongue out like in concentration and we would work to try to make ours look like that and Jesus' life is our alphabet chart. He's done it before us. So how we are saints to someone else is we look unto Jesus. We try to do like he did. Today we, we come to the Lord's table and it's all about remembering. We remember the saints and we remember our Lord Jesus who pioneered the way before us. And my prayer as we come together today is that the bread and the cup will strengthen us inwardly so that God's light can shine outwardly. Christ our Lord invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Merciful God, 
We confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors. We have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love toward us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. my body. 